3: Start your trip at cbgairport.com. Uh,
4: talking about the video that's making the rounds of a woman shamelessly shaving her legs at a pool in Florida using the pool water.
3: Oh my God.
4: To, to rinse her oh, blade wow. off. Isn't that hot? That,
3: no. No, it wasn't very hot at all. It was mildly to moderately Disgusting. disturbing.
4: Yeah. No. Mm -mm. Kind of ruins the experience for you, huh?
3: The swimming part? Yeah, especially if I I was swimming up to her and there were a bunch of short, black, thick hairs just floating on the top of the pool. Yeah. Like you
1: see in the ring around your tub. Well, I've told Mm. you the story when I lifeguarded uh, the gentleman that wanted, uh, I don't know, what to experience an interesting sensation and we had to clear the pool Mm -hmm. because he had got his thing... Stuck in in a jet.
3: Oh, right.
1: And we had to clear the pool. And he was kind of just over there for a while. And we kind of investigated it. And then it was, oh, wow. He put it in there and it stuck. And we had to call the rescue team.
3: (laughs) (laughs) How long did it take you to get it out?
1: It was, it was like an hour or something. And how did you get it out? You shut down the pool? I didn't do anything like. Life squad and engineers from the city came. Life squad. <laughs> they tried to worry, you know.
3: Well, because I heard when you get stressed out like that, it's bigger. And so it's more challenging to get it. I
1: don't remember.
4: Out. Wow. Should be a special squad for cases like this. Fascinating. Wow. Darian. Yes. What have you seen someone do in public that they should be doing in private?
3: Um, my senior year of high school, we were in chorus class. And there was a girl clipping her toenails in our classroom. Uh,
1: I've seen someone do so that gross. while driving a car.
3: Toenails? Yeah, they like put their How heel up on the
1: dash and clip, car. clip, clip. Okay,
3: that's an issue. Yeah, it was kind of disgusting. I've yeah. known the girl since elementary school and it was kind of foul.
4: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Someone else just texted me, the same thing. Clipping well, in this case it was their fingernails, but still gross. Thank you, Darian. Yeah, definitely. You're welcome. Amy. Yes. What have you seen someone do in public that they should be doing in private?
3: I had a guy who used to sit across from me at work who would trim his mustache and beard all day with (laughs) uh, nail
4: clippers.
3: (laughs) Oh, no, not with nail clippers. It was so gross, and the sound (sighs) drove me nuts. Like, it was awful.
4: Did you ever ask him to Stop.
3: I didn't. I didn't even know him. Like he's not in my department. Oh, but I, gotcha. I did one day when he wasn't there, hide his nail clippers.
4: Oh, there you go. So, I wonder if I he tried. would have stopped if you had asked him. Hey, you know what? It's kind of gross. You just I don't, not.
3: <laughs> I don't know because he brought in new nail clippers when he couldn't find them. Oh, great! Yeah.
4: Some weird so, habit. The tick. Yep. Thanks, Amy. It was gross. uh uh-huh. bye. Hey,
2: Mike. Hey.
4: What is uh, something you've seen someone do in public that they probably should be doing in private?
2: Uh, well, um, I was actually
1: with my girlfriend out in California um, on the USC campus, um, kind of going through a little park area out there. And I came around the corner, and we saw this couple that were out there, and they were like, we figured they were sunbathing, guys laying next to her or whatever. And as we kind of walked around the corner, you could tell they weren't paying attention to us, but... um she had, like, on a skirt, and we realized that he was not laying next to her, but his head was way up in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, um. oh, my like, gosh. No, we were, like, we, like, they, I don't think they saw it, but we just, like, stopped, and we, like, turned around. We was, like, oh, my gosh, and we, just, like, ran around back around the corner. But it was the, uh, we were not expecting to see that when <laughs> we came around the corner at the, at the park there. But it was, it was a pretty open area.
3: Yeah, wow! No,
1: that's really wow. Funny.
3: Sometimes you know the passion just takes over.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> apparently so.
3: And you just gotta. Girl, look at her; she is shaving. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Oh my God! This lady is shaving <laughs> in up is so the pool. The heck! Oh, I hope she don't shave her hoo-haw next. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: a televangelist named Jesse Duplantis who is uh and I give you
0: know always feel
3: confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com.
1: Surgery has enough-
4: Televangelists. You used to hang out with one. <laughs> well, not really, but his kid. Yes. Growing up, my mother loved the PTL Club, which like was in a big way. Which was headed up by a guy named Jim Baker who served prison time for fraud and
3: what's PTL mean? <laughs>
4: Two things. People uh, thought it meant it stood for praise the Lord. Others said it was people that love. And I, it might have had both meanings, you know, that changed at one point. And uh, my mother loved watching this guy on TV. He was, you know, on once a day on the uh, one of the UHF channels
3: <laughs>
4: growing up, you know, one of those low power TV stations. And we would actually make these road trips down to Charlotte, North Carolina, where the show was taped and visit and sit in the studio audience and she was a fan of his like before he became really big and it became an empire in the early years before it became an empire yeah and so there was some uh there were opportunities to kind of meet and hang out with his his kid in the early days when we would go down there so anyway you know, growing up, I just, I became very, you know, disenfranchised with televangelists because Jim Baker was one of a handful of televangelists who, you know, were accused of misusing the money and just, just building these massive empires and living these lavish lifestyles. And, uh, you know, a lot of them had fallen from grace too. Right. You know, affairs and personal scandals and things of that nature. And,
3: but the amount of money these places bring in, it's just crazy.
4: Oh, my goodness, yeah. And, you know, I can see how that would turn a lot of people off to Christianity, which I think is very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that it... I, I remember, you know, in my rebellious years and just being totally turned off by it all. And And when Jim Baker fell from grace, I remember sarcastically saying to my mother, you know what? What do you think of your uh, of your shepherd now? Yeah, you were something. You were
3: gonna stick it to her, weren't you? Something you little like that. Smart ass I
4: was. Yeah. And my mother very calmly and sweetly said, "Well, it just seems to me that God is cleaning His own house." <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you are like, "Damn it, mom!"
4: <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know what? That, I mean, that stuck with me. You know, sure. I, I I really believe that, and and I think we do see that. You know, not uh, not as quickly as we sometimes think it should but i don't know i was just thinking of that when i saw this story about this televangelist who's asking his followers to buy him a fourth private jet
3: why for
4: 54 million dollars what does he need this one for he needs this one because it it can hold more fuel which will require him to uh which will allow him to fly nonstop. He, you know, he can go all around the world without having to stop to refuel, is his point. Okay. That's why the, uh, I guess the other three private jets aren't enough. Now,
2: people say, my Lord, can't you go with this one? Yes. But I can't go at one stop. And you see, if I can do it. With- By
4: the way, as he's explaining this, uh-huh. he's, <laughs> he's actually showing pictures of the jets behind him as he's explaining his need for a fourth fifty four million dollar private jet.
2: People say, My Lord, can't you go with this one? Yes, but I can't go at one stop. And you see if I can do it with one stop, I can fly it for a lot cheaper because I have my own fuel farm. And that's what's a blessing of the Lord. But this one here I have to stop and then you pay those exorbitant prices.
4: Yeah, he's got his own fuel farm. Oh my gosh. You pay those
2: exorbitant prices for jet fuel all over the world. This was paid cash. This was paid cash. This was paid cash. And
4: yeah, your followers (laughs) cash.
2: And the new one's going to be paid cash also. I don't own the plane. This belongs to the ministry. If Jesus tarries and I go by the way of the grave, the next person that's going to take this ministry will use that. I really believe that if Jesus was physically on the earth today, he wouldn't be riding a donkey. (laughs) Think about that for a minute. He'd be in an airplane preaching the gospel all over the world.
3: That is hilarious. wouldn't be on a donkey.
4: Right. They said, well, you know, it may not be as convenient, but why don't. Why don't you uh, fly commercial? I guess. um, (gasps) Jeff. Yeah, I guess uh, Kenneth Copeland's television program held a segment with Duplantis to discuss the difference between commercial airplanes and private jets to spread the gospel.
3: Have you ever flown in a private jet? No. I have not, but I know someone that has. Yeah. And they said, once you have gone that way... You don't ever want to fly commercial again. I'm sure. That commercial is so incredibly painful and awful.
4: Well, the ministers argued that flying on a commercial plane is similar to flying with a bunch of demons. I guess so oh you know gosh. yeah maybe, maybe 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 that realization Jake. hits you when you fly private yeah <laughs> don't you feel like
3: as a like you would be around more people so you could spread the word more by being in a commercial airplane but maybe the maybe he's a nervous
4: flyer Jesus was with the
3: people He
1: right. wasn't he wasn't by he doesn't himself feel like a working
3: jet.
4: yeah he, he was like with working. the people
3: and where does he need to fly away to where he doesn't want to stop to refuel
4: all over the world
3: like where are you going dude He's in a hurry.
4: Yeah.
3: I can't stop don't and spread the word. That. I have to go to another place. Right. I'm not a so, fan. I don't know. Well, you know, it's all relative. If he's got $100 billion and the plane is only half a million. I just
1: looked up his net worth. It's, yes. it's supposed to be somewhere around 50 mil.
3: And how much is this plane? 54. If, but that's that would not be 54. his money.
1: Right. That's the, the minister's, right. the ministers oh. money.
4: Oh. I don't know. I just I know a lot of a uh, lot of ministers that managed to spread the gospel without without uh, fifty four million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe sell
1: the other three first. <laughs> right? Wow. Can <laughs> only use one at a time. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the Q one hundred and two Jeff and Jen Morning Show podcast. Brought to you by
3: CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.